they fleeced the teams getting two first round picks. They got the best player in this entire trade. Yeah, right. And two first round picks. Like <laughs> those picks teammate. probably should have gone to the Wizards. Like if we're really probably speaking. it was probably some miscommunication, you know? Like, yeah. Finessing from Brad Stevens. I'm exactly, not surprised. Exactly, yeah. Well, that's what the Celtics organization has been doing since True, finessing their <laughs> point guards all the time, dude. Yeah, exactly. A nice Wednesday afternoon here in Toronto. Of course, you were listening to Quarter Kings with your host, Austin Chang. And with me, of course, every other week, Ryan Hugh. How you doing, bro? All good morning. Good morning. Uh, very tired, but tired. excited to start this one off. Yeah. You're tired, Ryan. What do you mean? I'm full of energy right now. 11 a.m. This is prime time for me. That's, I, I woke up an hour ago. <laughs> Let's get started. Oh, fine. All right. All right. What's the topic? No time today, to Ryan? waste. All right. What's the topic today then? All right. Today, uh, we got a few, few trades that went down. So, I want to discuss those. What we think of them, and I want to also talk about the free agent class that we have coming up this Friday, at I think six p.m. So soon. Very soon. So that's why we're recording a little bit earlier this week. Mm-hmm. All right. You want me to just? I mean, get you want to start with the news or, or the free agents? It's our choice. This this week we um no no big news since everything was kind of just like ah oh, settling down from the finals. Mm-hmm. Everyone's kind of just getting ready for the free agency. The draft came up. Obviously, we had Wembenyama going first. Yeah. Which yeah. Total surprise. No, no surprise. Total no surprise. surprise. Actually, big shock, yeah, big shock. <laughs> oh, crazy, bro, crazy. I couldn't believe and it. And then uh, Brandon Miller, Brandon Miller went second. second. Yeah, yeah. Mm, I thought they were going to go with Scoot, to be honest. I thought the consensus pick was Scoot at two, but uh, I mean, I don't know. Maybe they know better than us. Probably. Honestly, um, I never followed the draft that closely, aside from the, the top three picks, mm. but... Um, Throughout the season, that's kind of when I see the rookies shine and stand out. Right, right. And then Scoot went third to Portland, which honestly I think there's it could work, but we'll we'll see. I, I okay. The thing with that is like I love Scoot. Like Scoot, probably my favorite player in the draft, obviously, because I mean he's just I don't know fun personality. He reminds me of Anthony Edwards in a way. Yeah, but they have pretty much four point guards on that roster. I mean Lillard, Sharp. Simons and now Scoot is it's gonna be tough to find minutes for all four of those guys. Like I don't think and the thing is like none of those guys like you you can see slide two to three. Like that's the issue. Yeah. Like, sometimes you can slide guards down to the three. Like OKC did that with the three guard lineup a few years ago, like with CP three shooter shooter and Shea. But I don't know if Portland can do that. Like they might have to move one of those guys. I think today I didn't I'm going to talk about how what Portland's going to need in terms of what they should target in free agency. Yeah. And I think their main concern is defense since they have none of that. Well, they, I mean, so, they, have, they have some good wing defenders. So what about the paint? The paint? The uh, Nurkic, Nurkic is just Nurkic is not, a, I, not the greatest defender, though. I think as a tr- traditional big man, he's actually great. Like, he's a big body that can can do that. Mm-hmm. Maybe they just need, like, I think they need a four. Like, okay, they have Grant, too. Like, I think Grant's, maybe I think Grant's leaving. 
You think Grant's leaving? I mean, I Lillard's, Lillard's dream scenario is is Grant and, and Draymond. I mean, that'd be okay, pretty nice. When, when does Lillard ever get what he wants? So. Dude, man, he, he changes what he wants, like, every other week. Like, they can't even give him what he wants. <laughs> like, one week he wants to trade, the next yeah. week he wants to go. Yeah. But I think one of those guys is being traded. Uh, one of the four, four guards? Thing. I think Simons might be the one to go. Simons or, or Lillard for me. Like, the other two seem untouchable for me. Yeah, Sharp and uh, Scoot, they seem like the future in Portland, so they're yeah. probably staying, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, Toronto Raptors fans rejoice. We got <laughs> number one, Grady Dick. Grady like, Dick, dude. I want that jersey already. Oh, my God. Imagine repping a Dick jersey. Like, holy shit. I would, dude, be... I would totally, man. I would that's totally. crazy. There's going to be so I much mean... Dick jerseys in the stands this year, like, <laughs> just from the name itself. Yo, it's like, the jerseys got big dick energy like that's crazy oh my god you see the one the one um the newspaper it literally said big a picture of grady dick oh, and grady energy at the bottom, at the bottom oh, yeah. fucking peak journalism bro <laughs> but excited for that he's probably the best shooter in the entire draft and that's desperately what toronto needed the entire last season yeah, and we and it's actually so apparent because we were hunting for shooters for like the last few years, like Stephen no. Kyle, Luke, Matt Thomas. I mean, those are two guys we needed to get shooting from, and I don't know, maybe if the well, new coach they, will actually play them. Yeah, I know because it's it's just great to get young talent from the draft, especially where we can develop. And yeah, I don't know, there might be some superstar potential in him. You think so? Okay, there might be. You know, Scotty and Grady, good things might be coming to Toronto sooner than you think. Hopefully, hopefully. Hopefully, all right. All right, so prior to the draft, which was last Thursday, mm-hmm. we also had a few trades that went down. And today, instead of going through not just the thoughts, I want you to grade each trade as well. Okay. All right. So the first trade that we want to talk about, the Celtics acquiring Chris Stapps and two first-round picks. The Grizzlies acquiring Marcus Smart, and the Wizards acquiring Tyus Jones, the Neo Gallinari, Mike Muscala, and a second round pick. <laughs> Get the second <laughs> round pick in there. Do that. So, hmm. what are you grading each team? Well, I mean, you're asking me this on the spot, but if I have to go back and just think about how each team would improve, I would like to say that I think each team pretty much like got an okay return maybe not the the wizards as much mm-hmm. for what the direction should be heading to like maybe they should get out first so i'll maybe grade them like a c minus for that because i mean yeah they got rid of Porzingis's contract but he still was a good player they could have maybe try to get him back for one more year because i think he was on a player option um and just you know see what, what goes on after that but then uh them letting him go maybe they just wanted cap space with this new cba like it's understandable they just want to have as much space as possible to not end up in the second apron or whatever. The Celtics and the Grizzlies both, maybe they just needed a change of scenery. I think that's might have been just what, what it is. Like, they just want to bring in new talent. Uh, maybe the Grizzlies felt like their roster wasn't going anywhere with this, all the distractions going on. They just want to bring in someone that can maybe ground some of these guys, like Jaw and I guess just Jaw on that team, to be honest. And Marcus Mark uh, definitely provides some, some great defensive abilities, like just what Dylan Brooks uh, was doing for them. I mean, Marcus Mark probably filled that role exactly the same, taking yeah. bad shots as well. I mean, why not? Bring him <laughs> in. And, and the Celtics, yeah, I give Memphis I give Memphis 
probably a B for that. I mean, they did give up two picks, I think. But, I mean, getting smart, like, he's a really good player, and, and he has performed in the playoffs time after time, so, of course, bring him in. Celtics, I'll give them probably a B plus. Like, Porzingis is a big addition. Like, maybe you might say the fit maybe they're not the greatest, but talent is talent. Like, if you can get talent in your roster and not give up too much, then you should do that. And for them to get Chris Saps along with two first-round picks, that might just end up being, like, shitty picks, but still... It's great, you know? I mean, they gave up talent to get more talent and assets on top of that. Agreed, agreed. I think I was a little more generous with my uh, grading. It's just because I'm just looking at playoff success as well in terms of what they needed, what they lacked, etc., etc. So for me, the Celtics, that was the probably the headline team in this yeah. entire deal. Acquiring Chris Stapps, uh, now you can kind of shift Al Horford to the bench where he can be a spark off there and just have Rob Williams and Chris Stapps run the floor as the starters. And they fleeced the teams getting two first-round picks. They got the best player in this entire trade. Yeah, right. <laughs> and two first-round picks. Like Those picks probably should have gone to the Wizards. Like, if we're uh, really probably. <laughs> it was probably some miscommunication, you know? Like, yeah, finessing from Brad Stevens. I'm exactly, not surprised. yeah. Well, that's what the Celtics organization has been doing since... True, finessing their point guards all the time, dude. Yeah, exactly. But I think they, in my opinion, in A, now you got another phenomenal floor spacer in Chris Dabbs. He's seven foot three, right? And like, they got two first-round picks. Like, I'm not going to... I'm not going to say that was a bad deal. They just got yeah. better, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Sure, you lose some defensive um, impact... On in the guards with Marcus Smart's departure, but they still have Derek White. You still have, yeah. although he's not the greatest defender, but he still has some defensive impact. You still have um, Jalen Brown, who plays the two. Who, honestly, he's a pretty solid wing defender as well. And then coming off the bench, you don't lose any uh, scoring at all. Malcolm Brogdon's still on the team. Jason Tatum's still doing his thing. Like I don't see anything wrong with this trade. So an A grade for me. Grizzlies yeah. needed that. Grizzlies needed that veteran, that veteran leadership in that locker room and everything. So bringing in a guy who's been to the finals, a defensive player of the year player, uh, and just a guy who's been in the league for almost ten years now, like Marcus Smart. I think he's such a great addition, and he fits that, uh, the hustle mentality, the grit and grind mentality. I think that's what Marcus Smart. If if Marcus Smart was was earlier, it came earlier in the league, he definitely would have been part of the Mike Conley, um, Tony oh, Allen yeah. type of culture. Yeah. And maybe it's just bad timing, but at least he's there now, and he can definitely be a positive impact towards a uh, top-seeded team in the league. And the Wizards, I think, oh, sorry, Grizzlies, I gave them an A as well. I think that's what they needed, although they did give up <laughs> the first-round picks. But, you know... Yeah. You're in win now mode. That's that's the point of it. And Wizards give them a B. They kind of just just got everyone's junk. But um, I th- I say stock up on whatever assets you can. Uh, you get Mike Muscala, who's a great uh, backup center. He's severely underrated. Yeah, great uh, shooter. Daniel Gallinari, although he was injured last year, who knows? Maybe he can still pop up. Remember his Denver game. Denver and uh, Clippers days and OKC wow. actually, yeah, he was actually a really solid. I forgot New York too. Especially OKC, yeah. like that's that's where he kind of made his value. Yeah, exactly. 
and he can definitely still provide that and maybe flip him for like a first round pick or two at the trade deadline. Yeah. And then Tyus Jones, such an underrated point guard. When Ja went out, he stepped up. Yeah, so, I, th- I think I'm definitely underrating the, the Wizards here on their return. Yeah. But definitely still, they should have gotten, I think, at least a first round pick, especially for Chris Tapps. Yeah. And they, not that they messed up or anything, but I think the Wizards did a B plus for me just because of the talent they received does not match up to Chris Tapps or Smart. Fair enough. Still, still a good trade by them, I think. Yeah, I guess CMAS is a bit too harsh. I, I mean, I've always talked about Tash Jones being one of my favorite point. I'm my favorite point guards, but like one of those underrated point guards that I always like to, to bring up on like who are the best underrated players in the league. I mean, I, I kept saying this like on like 20 out of 30 teams, maybe even more. Like he would be a starting point guard. Like mm-hmm. he's that caliber of player. Like you've seen when Ja went out, he did step up and he was that guy. Great floater game, great pick and roll game, great defender. He's a bit undersized, but I mean, come on, like for what for what he is, he produces so much and. Yeah, I think the Wizards, they're probably heading towards a rebuild. I mean, it looks like they're probably not going to retain Kuzma. Beal's gone. It is going to be a rebuild. And, like, I think someone like Tyus Jones is probably the perfect point card to pair yeah, with, like, all these young guys. Like, you have Kispert, Avdia, and, I mean, is Johnny Davis going to get minutes? I don't know. He's probably the... <laughs> but I still like him. He had a nice finish a, f- a few, I mean, a game, I don't know where. It was the one game last season. He had a really good finish. Yeah, he so, did. To have a point guard that can set the floor so well, I think that's important. So maybe the Wizards are going towards kind of a, a healthy rebuild, opposed to the Rockets who have just kind of thrown junk on the floor. <laughs> so yeah, may, maybe I'm I'm underrating the Wizards' return actually. I think no, I think it's fair to underrate them since no one really watches Wizards, at least from what sure. I think. <laughs> I just watch Kuzma. That's all. I watch. That, that, that's what I'm saying, bro. That's what I'm saying. But then again, um, we'll we'll see. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. All right. But definitely one of the more. I guess fair trades we've seen. I I say so. Of all the trades for a three team trade, yeah, yeah, one of the more fair trades that have come across the last few seasons. Mm-hmm. Um, speaking of Wizards and Bradley Beal, Suns acquired Bradley Beal, Jordan Goodwin, and Isaiah Todd. The Wizards acquired Chris Paul, Landry Shamit, and number seven pick, as well as a shit ton of second round picks and first round pick swaps. I'm not going to name them all. And uh, the Pacers, who just kind of snuck in, acquired the number eight pick and a few second round picks. So what are your, what are your thoughts? That's over you. My thoughts. I think I think a lot of people can agree with me on this one. Um, no team got an A in this one. <laughs> no team got an A. Uh, the Suns get a B, and that's flat B for me. Um, they did acquire Goodwin and and Todd, although not the most impactful role players. They still give Phoenix some depth in terms of their already thin bench. And then you have Bradley Beal, who while is a great player from his Ulster and Washington days, I don't know if he, he's what the Suns need. Hmm. Why do you think so? Well, first, right off the bat, for me, uh, the Suns needed bench depth, like solid role players that can that can you can surround with the starters or coming off the bench and give high minutes when KD and Book rest. But they acquire another guy who's been injured the last season, um, who hasn't who has only made three All Star teams, which is like the same number as. 
Brad, uh, Devin don't Booker. bring up the All Star teams, man. Don't I don't bring know, up man. The I don't know. I think All Star teams is a big. In- it's a, it's a big indication of what you're getting, because that overvalues or undervalues what type of player you are. I guess yeah, in that case. And but he's been like a superstar his career. Like I, we can't thirty point per game score. Like yeah, he's on a shitty team, but like. We all know that if Beal was on another team, he would still be great. You know, it's not like he's just like a good stats, bad team kind of guy. Well, ever since John Wall left, he kind of has been. You think so? I mean, he's I... been a good stats, bad guy, bad team. But like, even when they were in the playoffs, like he played good, and oh, okay. we've seen well, like never... his yeah. game could translate to the playoffs. Like he, yes. he's a good player. Come on, like he's not like one of those all stars. You know, like an all star. He's, he's not a. He's a great player. Don't get me wrong on this, but he's. I don't think what Phoenix needed was the bench depth and some defense, and he's not what he's not that. Mm-hmm. He's just not that. So the Suns gonna be since they they look even more dangerous on paper, but I don't think that's what they needed initially. Uh, Wizards acquired Chris Paul, Landry Shamit, and a butt ton of a lot picks, of picks. A, yeah, a lot of picks. There's more than we saw this past uh, trade deadline, mm-hmm. but they didn't really have a choice because uh, Bradley Beal had to say him where he wanted to go with the no trade clause. Yeah. So um, Miami could have thrown like five different first round picks. Milwaukee could have been like, oh, we'll give you a solid bench player like Bobby Portis and other players. But no, this guy said, I want to play with KD. So there you go. <laughs> they can only I'll throw second him. round picks, right? Yeah. That's what I'm saying though. But I don't think they came out the worst, and considering they did flip Chris Paul later on, mm-hmm. I'm gonna give them a B minus, because right now you only pretty much have Landry Shamit and second round picks. Like he's not bad by any means, but it doesn't excite me. <laughs> I mean, who who does he excite? Landry Shamit. <laughs> Landry Shamit on the Wizards, like that just sounds like it was bound to happen regardless. In That's like career. Corey Joseph on the Pistons, like it's like yeah, okay, like okay, this yeah. One of those, yeah. One of those ones. There's yeah. Nothing. It's not like I woke up in the morning, but like, yo, <laughs> Landry, Landry Shamit to oh, the wizard. No, no that's, that's not happening. Yeah. Fair enough. Uh, yeah. So, I think B minus is fair, considering they did get a lot of draft picks in this one, although second round picks. But who knows? You can always flip them. Yeah. And then Pacers give them a B. They kind of just snuck in, said, "Yeah, yo, we want in." And then they, they got number eight. Yeah, so, I mean, uh, why not? I mean, yeah, they that, just that's what I'm saying, right? So, you know, I give them a B, you know, just because they have the same grade as the Suns, which is crazy to me. Yeah. But I think uh, if you're a team who had no business being there and you still got something out of it, good on you. Yeah, that should be like a. I'll I'll start by giving them a B plus, like just to just to come in and swoop in and get some. Yeah, like for, that'd be a B plus. But like this is this is really just the piss not Pistons, the Wizards and the Suns. Like this is their trade. Yeah. So like I mean I I actually thought that both of these teams kind of they kind of got what they they really wanted. Like Beal wanted out. Uh, Wizards didn't have as much choices as they would have. Obviously, I, I kind of felt like it was just Miami or or Phoenix here, and, and Miami was not giving them shit because they wanted Lillard. So for them to get back. Uh, all these picks, along with Chris Paul, who who did they did end up flipping, but I can't really put that into their grade. And they got a couple. I think there was four pick swaps. They got four pick swaps for that, which yeah, they're probably gonna be shit picks. I mean, unless the Suns just kind of fall off. But for the position they were in, like I gotta give them like an A minus for them to get back that much things. I think getting back Chris Paul was was actually pretty impressive. Just in its own, like not even just giving him 
like um, from trading him for Jordan Poole, like just for them to get back Chris Paul along with all those picks, I was expecting just some garbage. Like, they were, they, I mean, seriously, I mean, the contracts, they had to match it, but Chris Paul's still a decent player, I, I feel he like. Is, he had a he tough playoffs. He was injured. Four pick swaps is impressive to get, so I give them an A-. minus. And with Phoenix, I mean, I just think that they're in this position where they really had two avenues to go. Like like you said, they could have gone and get gone depth, you know, try to get some guys that can help them on the back end, you know, get Booker and, and Durant, some guys that can just support their game. Or they could have gone all in with the stars, like all in. And I think, you know what, like Phoenix, Matt Ishbia, like they, that's probably what he wanted. And I don't know, we haven't seen this formula work where you just get like – three big stars and only have these guys and try to win like the Harden, KD, Kyrie thing broke off and that's probably the only one that we've really seen recently. That's the only recent one, yeah. Everything else has been like 2010 but then like it has worked. You can see Boston in 2008 with uh, KG, Ray Allen, Paul Pierce like that kind of worked. They won a chip in that one, yeah. But Uh, yeah, I think it's tougher in this day and age. Especially with, like, bench players being so important. Like, I pride myself on, like, energy guys off the bench. I love those kind of players. And I think they win you games that you probably, like, games that you might might have lost. Like, they'll win you some of those games. But here's the thing, though. I think a few years ago, I think that would really be an issue. But in today's NBA, it seems that you can find a lot of gems in the free agency pool. Like, for these contracts that you just, what's it called? Like, the, it's not the veteran's minimum. Uh, it is the vet minimum, no? or the mid level. Is it? Yeah, the mid level exception. Like you can find some... annual stuff like that, right? Yeah, like you can find decent, decent players there, and I think some players would want to take a pay cut to play on this team. So I think that Phoenix is not fully shot, like for their bench. I think they can still find some guys, like um, especially for next year, like second round picks. Those might be the most valuable thing going forward, just because you can sign them to such a cheap contract. That even if you have a lot of guys that are super expensive, you can still fill out the roster. And we've seen that some of these guys from the draft can contribute just from this season, Christian Ron. Mm. So I got to give them probably an A minus as well. I think both teams kind of came out pretty decent in this trade. Okay, and Pacers. I said I at the start. I said B plus. I mean, they just came oh, in. Oh, Pacers. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, yeah. I, I think this was also a pretty decent trade for both guys. Even though it may seem like super crazy, I think for what their reasoning was. Like, I th- I think they came kind of came out on top. Yeah, I think I just looked at it from, like, what they needed point, but not necessarily, like, the star power point. You never but, know. Like, bringing a star, it doesn't hurt. You know, like, just see how never, it goes. Yeah. It may be super shit, but who knows? Like, three stars on one team, especially, like, the, how complimentary they can be to each other. Like, I, I think it'll work. I think mm-hmm. so. Fair, fair. Don't agree with your grades, but... I, I yeah, <laughs> for what they're trying to do and for what they their what their vision is, I I think I think I think right. is right. I don't know. Just uh, going off of Chris Paul, the Warriors mm. acquired him, and I remember what you said in the group chat when I sent that. Where he's about to become a retirement home. <laughs> they're so old. <laughs> and the Wizards acquire Jordan Poole, Patrick mm. Baldwin, Ryan Mullins, and first and the second round pick. Yeah, I, I mean, think yeah. I think this was a very interesting trade. It was, it was, and the reasoning yeah. is different for 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 both teams. Like you might look at the Warriors and say, "What are they doing? They're giving him Jordan Poole, all this and that," or like, "Oh, he's so shit!" Like glad they got rid of him. 
Like, I, but I feel like a lot of people were like, "Wow, you traded this thirty-eight-year-old for Jordan Poole, like a young player on, on yeah. maybe it's not a, it's a not the greatest contract, but like a young player that has proven that he's played good in the past." Some people are surprised, and honestly, I, I'm I, I'm on the Warriors here. Like, I'm on the Warriors side here. I think you kind of had to get rid of Jordan Poole's contract, like for for Steph and Draymond and Clay to be on this team. Like, you can't have this other guy that's making so much money. Like, yeah. you're you're gonna be like actually you'll be, you're drowning you'll be yeah. drowning in the water with that exactly like you have like you have no no ability to trade like especially if Jordan Poole keeps declining which I don't think he is he's gonna, he's gonna bounce back but for them to get, get back someone like Chris Paul who I think is one more one year, one year deal contract, contract. Yep, that's, that's it's like it's it's just here to save save the save the money and yeah I think giving up the pick kind of sucks and I really like Patrick Ball with Junior like I think he does have a place in this league mm-hmm. so I'm happy to see him probably get minutes in the Wizards but for what the Warriors have to do, it sucks. I mean, for just having to dump salary, probably a B. Like they had to just dump salary somewhere. And for the Wizards, I think it's probably probably a B plus. Like I, I think they need a young talent. Like why not take a shot at Jordan Poole? Like you already have like no money on your books anyways. Why not just just bring in someone who maybe can score a lot? Like be another Bradley Beal. Like that crazy is they just traded Bradley Beal for Bradley Beal or another one, yeah. Yeah, so I mean, yeah, I, th- I think both teams kind of came out pretty well. I mean, I- I'll probably give the Wizards an A minus as well. I gave uh, the Warriors a B, uh, considering what they had to dump for Chris Paul. Like you gave up young talent, uh, two two role players, and some draft picks. I think it's a fair deal, but uh, Chris Paul is probably going to be coming off your bench, and he that's kind of a package I would want to send for maybe a starter type player. Or someone who would be starting alongside my guys, right? Yeah, probably. So, but uh, then again, if you look at it further, uh, Chris Paul one year on his deal, so that comes off the books. Uh, great veteran leadership. Uh, although he's not the same player he once was, he can provide so much for Steph Curry's play style. Yeah. Because we forget that Steph is a better off-ball player. Although he is the point guard, he's such a he's a much better off-ball player. This guy's going to be running marathons. And Chris Paul, Chris Paul is going to be the one passing the dimes to him. So, I think in terms of like fit, I think it's a great one. And let's say if it doesn't work out, like we saw with uh, D'Angelo Russell a few years ago, and but he does play well. Or is it just going to flip him at the trade deadline as well, maybe yeah, to another maybe. contender? Yeah. So, assuming it works, I think this team can go deep in the playoffs. And assuming it doesn't, uh, another contender was just, is just going to take a shot at Chris Paul. Yeah, and if that doesn't work, then he's just off the books. Like exactly. the Warriors does seem like they come out on top in every scenario. Yeah, so I th- I still give him a B just considering the package they had to give up. Mm. But I think it was a solid move. Uh, I know a lot of people didn't like it. I know a few people that I talked to at work were like, "Shit trade," but uh, yeah. for what the Warriors were able to acquire uh, in Chris Paul, at least what's left of him. Um, yeah, I think. I think great deal, mm-hmm. and he brings that veteran leadership and playoff experience that maybe, although the Warriors don't need a whole lot, he could serve as another like inspiration for the young guys they bring in. Yeah, and they need to switch up the locker room. Like the locker room was very toxic with with the whole Jordan Poole, Draymond Green yeah. thing. It seemed like they were on the same page. Like Chris well, Paul, someone, yeah. Chris Paul never had a great relationship with Draymond to begin with, but <laughs> I mean, I think it'll be better than Jordan Poole. Like, I don't think he's gonna punch him in the face. You know, like they're both like kind of understanding people. I feel like they're they're both A class veterans. So yeah, yeah. And uh, for the Wizards, I got to give them a nay. Uh, you bring 
you're already a tanking team. You have no talent. You have no excitement on that team anymore. So you bring in Jordan Poole. Landry Shamit. I mean, come God, on. man. We just talked about it, dude. <laughs> you bring in Jordan Poole. You bring in some role players and some draft picks. I respect that. Especially for Chris Paul at, what, 37, 38 years old? Yeah, like 38, yeah. Yeah. That's a that's a hefty package for Chris Paul. So uh, bringing Jordan, Jordan Poole, who's easily going to become your number one option. Who knows? 21, 22 points a game now. Like I, uh, I was really high on Jordan Poole despite him having a down year this year. Yeah. I was telling a lot of people he's going to have a bounce back here, regardless yeah. if he was on the Warriors or not. And a lot of people were just saying, nah. But I think in Washington, there will be no lights on him. There will be no like attention to winning as much or playoff success. So he can just continue to develop and just let his game do the talking there. Right. And you said yeah. 21, 22 points per game. Like, I could see him challenging for, like, 26. Like, he's going to be chucking oh, on that team. Like, he's going to be chucking, I feel like. <laughs> but, yeah. I, I think sure. it's definitely a, a better scenario for him. Like, I feel like he's the kind of guy that did want the ball in his hands a lot more. Like, we've seen when Curry went he out. Like, needs he kind of He needs the ball in his hands. He does need the ball, yeah. But I feel like he also wants the ball. Like, he's not someone that just <laughs> needs it. He wants it. So, he's going to have his, fish, his wishes fulfilled in Washington. For sure. For sure. All right. Um, moving on. Mavericks. Rashawn Holmes and a first round pick. The Kings acquired to be ter- to be determined. So we don't know what they're getting yet. Okay. But speaking from the Mavericks side, I think they got an A. Really? Yeah. I think they got an A. Uh, considering that prior to DeMontis Sabonis coming onto the Kings, uh, they had Holmes running the the starting center spot, and he was a he was a great fit. He was he such was a, a great dog fit. that year. Yeah, he was such a great fantasy pickup. Like it was, I think when Sabonis came in, he kind of got delegated to the bench, and he was just never the same since. But when Sabonis didn't play or struggled a bit, and Rashawn Holmes got the minutes, he stepped up, and he could still play starter stuff. He could still do what he did years mm-hmm. prior. So, with the Mavericks acquiring him and them probably not getting back Christian Wood. I think this was a great deal by them to to reamp the front court and um, have uh, a good solid defensive presence there. So solid giving, defensive presence in homes. Well, well, better than what they had in A shot blocking presence. Shot blocking yes, presence. yes, yes. Not the Rudy Gobert type, but you know, <laughs> yeah. I'd say I give the Mavs an A. I give them out an A. And the Kings to acquire to be determined, I'm giving them a B because right, we don't a know plus, what dude. it is. A plus, for sure, for sure. Never seen that guy before, but I hope he's good. <laughs> Hopefully. Your thoughts? Uh, I think the Mavericks, I think, yeah, picking up someone like Rashawn Holmes who has proven in the past that he can be a big energy guy, a big rebounder, but only issue is that you have Dwight Powell in that spot already. He's actually a free agent. He's, he's a free agent. I think he's restricted, though. And unrestricted. He's unrestricted. Mm. Unrestricted. But I feel like the Mavericks will try their hardest to get someone like that they back. They probably I mean, will. He ha- he ha- they have built that culture with him. Doncic seems like he- seems like him and Doncic do have this kind of one-two punch going as a lob threat. And I don't know. With the fit between those two, it would be kind of iffy. But talent is talent. And we've seen in the past that Rashawn Holmes can be a great rebounder. Maybe Dwight Powell could even slide onto the floor. I mean, he does, I feel like, have better feet than, than Rashawn Holmes. But yeah, I, I think probably a B, just because the fit maybe I'm a bit iffy, and I probably they're probably gonna have to target someone else in free agency as well, the Mavericks, just because this like Dwight Powell or Sean Home front court probably not gonna work, but and also you have Maxi Kleber on the team too. Yep. 
who's probably going to be your starter. So we'll see where Rashawn Holmes plays. I don't know. But probably just a B for me. For B? Okay. Okay. But they did get a first-round pick in Olivier Maxson's Prost. I don't know. Oh, but, you don't know that guy? Oh, that's yeah, I don't know favorite that prospect. Yeah. Oh, damn. My bad. <laughs> it's okay. I mean, for yeah, yeah first-round pick does help, yeah. Yeah, I I still think it's a a good deal considering we don't even know what the Kings got yet. But yeah. if they give up like Luca, then it's a automatic like F. <laughs> <laughs> give up Luca yeah. for Rashawn Holmes, rate it. Yeah, we'll see. <laughs> we'll see. And the last trade that I want to grade: the Jazz acquiring John Collins mm. and the Hawks receiving Rudy Gay and a future second round pick. Thoughts? Man, I I think. John Collins' value has fallen so much. I remember just like two years ago, like big 20 and 10 guy, young player. Like people were talk. I th- I think I heard rumblings about him and like John Brown having a, a swap, like a swap for them two a few years back. Mm-hmm. And, and I think Atlanta just kind of gave up on him. I think it really was between, it felt like it was Capella or Collins and they went with Capella and Collins' value just died so much. I mean, Eight. yeah. I And it's not for like just, like no reason. I mean, he f- kind of forgot how to shoot the ball. His fit was horrendous on the team. It seems like they had locker room issues, and he was the one that had to go for them to get back. Rudy gained a second round pick, though. I think they could have. I mean, I'm surprised that no team gave up a first. I mean, I'm really surprised. Mm-hmm. Like, I have to give Atlanta probably like a C minus or a D. I, I mean, give him a C. <laughs> seriously, like, they they couldn't get anything better for for John Collins. No other young team would want him. Maybe even Houston could get give him something, like one of those young players that they have. Mm-hmm. And for, for the Jazz, I mean, come on. Like, they get another young player. Uh, I think, okay, here's the thing. I give them a B-. minus. The thing is, I like John Collins as a player. I think he's a great player. But that's a lot of cash base you're, you're kind of devoting to him. They only yeah. have, I think, I think near, something near $20 million left compared to how much they had before. Like, they probably could have got someone a bit better or someone that could maybe they can, or a bunch of different guys that they could get, like maybe three four guys with that money. John Collins is someone that we have seen fall in the past. Maybe they're betting on him to to go back to what he was maybe in 2020. But, yeah, I don't know. Giving him that much money for John Collins, yeah, he's talent, but you probably could have got a lot more with with what with that cast base. I definitely think a better team would have been a better fit. But at the end of the day, Atlanta just wanted to move him mm-hmm. and clear space for, I think, DeJounte Murray's upcoming extension. And if you're committing what twenty plus million dollars a year to this guy who's averaging like twelve points a game, uh, it's not worth it. Mm. So, the Jazz acquiring John Collins is actually great for him as a player because, although it might not be a perfect fit right now, uh, you can still slide Mark into the three. You can have <laughs> John Collins play the. F- Yo, you did. He did that in Cleveland. <laughs> He did, but, I mean, defensively, he's going to get cooked by these threes. He's going to get cooked, for sure, but are the Jazz even competing right now? No. I mean, they were. They were barely. early in the season. <laughs> what do you mean, barely? They're like, at, they're like first for, like, fucking two months. First for, like, like, two two weeks, and then just, like, wait. <laughs> but, um, Kessler's still going to play the five, and then you for can sure. put John Collins at the four. And then, I think maybe um, Colin Sexton and John Collins could develop something as well. I thought they were looking to move Colin Sexton, actually. Are they actually? Yeah, that's why I was hearing rumblings about that. Oh, damn, I did not hear anything about if that. If that's yet. the case, then. I mean, if they if they, if he stays in, yeah, they could develop some chemistry for sure, though. Yeah. Okay, uh, but uh, regardless, I think the Hawks moving on from uh, from John Collins and acquiring Rudy Gay, the guy who doesn't 
really play anymore. And no, uh, <laughs> I think the second round pick is more valuable than Rudy yeah. Gay at this point. Which so is kind um, of funny, though. I'm giving him a C plus. Like, sorry, Raptors legend, but uh, Rudy Gay, he's probably going to get waived, or he's just going to be sitting the end of the bench now. Yeah. In terms of John Collins, I think he he's still he's young, still got a lot left in the tank. So um, I'm gonna give them a B, like a flat B, mm. and we'll see how it goes for Utah. But John Collins could definitely be he fits their timeline, so he could probably still be a piece moving forward. But I yeah. don't know what the fit is exactly yet. But it's good just, for yeah, it's good for him to get out of Atlanta. You know, it is. But it, also, here's another question: It's like, what is John Collins' ideal fit? Because in today's NBA, like, a player his size and a player with his skills probably needs to play the five. But he just yeah. has not been able to defend the five. Like, he's just too, I don't know what it is. Like, he just has no fit, it seems like. Some players just um, need to work on that in the offseason. Yeah, maybe maybe he just doesn't work hard enough. Who knows? Maybe that's what it is. I think uh, for John Collins to succeed, the five is the most ideal fit. Yeah. And... Uh, the only issue, I think the five is actually a very uh, talented position nowadays in the league, considering you have so much elite centers that can like do a lot of things. So um, if he is able to step up, play the four really well, and get moved somewhere that would love his, uh, his skill set, his talents, I think he could be a top 15 center-ish in the league but i don't know yet it's tough because like a lot of these young teams that are tanking already have good centers like i mean shangun duran on the pistons you got you know, kessler on the jazz orlando they have uh, name again wendell he's, he's a young guy <laughs> he's like well he's well young-ish he's still yeah. talented he can put up stats you know like, exactly like these guys these teams already have it pretty much an established young center yeah i don't think they really need someone yet but who knows maybe uh, a team like i don't know san antonio gonna Sa- need yeah maybe they might need a center man i don't they know might need a center. i don't maybe. know about Wemby yet i don't know i don't know what he is <laughs> he'll be the center he'll be the center he he'll has be to definitely. be yeah he has to be but maybe if they need some veteran leadership it sucks i, I mean I, I john collins one of my favorite players like back in 2020 i love this guy he he's i mean look I mean, at our like an yeah. Court of Kings thing, right? I think, yeah, I think, yeah, it's like some trivia. Like, he actually used the logo. He's like the silhouette on the logo. He's catching alley oop. And that was in the, uh, was it the Rising Stars game, I think? It was. I think it was Rising or Stars. Rising Stars or Dunk Contest. I'm not sure which one it was. Yeah, he's wearing a, a black blue jersey or something. But yeah, he's the yeah. logo. I mean, I loved him. I, I thought him in Atlanta, him playing the five with Trey Young, their one two punch was so exciting, bro. I, I love Joan Collins. And now to see him, like, it's almost have plummet. no role, like, he might just end up being like, like a 25 minutes per guy off the bench. Like it doesn't seem like he's a, like a, a starting caliber of God just the way he is right now. Hopefully he develops, but man, it sucks to see him get traded. For I think Utah is the best place for him to develop. To develop yeah, though. probably, probably. And they have a great coach over there. So yeah, they do. They do. So we will see. We will see. Free agents. This is my favorite time of the year. And I'm sure it is for a lot of other people considering all the drama that goes down, all the trades and signings that go down. Mm-hmm. I want to start with the players that we think will stay on their respective teams right now. Because 
although players are opting out, other players are restricted, and some players just like, eh, we'll see how it goes, maybe just to get some few extra bucks in. Mm-hmm. I think there are there's a list of a few players that are bound to stay regardless because of situation and just money-wise. You want to start this off, or do you want me to give an example? I think you should give an example because... <laughs> All right. I think number one, Chris Middleton. I think he's staying with the Bucks. Although he did opt out of his 40 mil. Um, he's probably opting out so he can sign a long-term deal instead of instead of just risking it all for one last like a big yeah. fat paycheck. I think he wants to finish his career up in Milwaukee. Get maybe a four-year deal. Maybe a nice 100 million to go with that. Mm. Or three-year on. 100 million, something like that, instead of getting 140 mil all at once and maybe just not playing up to standard. Right. But he's an established star next to Giannis, so I think he's staying with the Bucks. Yeah, he has a role there for sure. Yeah. Uh, for, for me, the one thing, oh my God, I think he's probably going to stay is Kyrie Irving. I, I think. Oh. Yeah, I think so, because it seems like early in free agency, it seemed like he did want to leave, but it seems like there really isn't a market for Kyrie that would kind of fit what he wants along with the money that he wants. Like yeah. I feel a lot of teams could give up maybe less than the max or something closer to the max, but like not enough to where like it'll beat out the, the Dallas Mavericks uh, contract. I mean, he's going to get near $200 million, like the most that they could give him. He's going to have a starting role alongside Luka, who's a young star. He has a great fit here. I mean, I think you, he probably just has to sign that contract. I mean, money-wise, it just makes the most sense. And he probably has a lot of freedom in Dallas just because from – when they traded for him, like he chose to come here and like they promised him a lot of things. So I'm guessing his, his best fit probably is Dallas. Now, here's my thing about Kyrie. I never know what he's thinking. <laughs> I feel like he's the type to be like, ah, fuck it. And then sign a mid-level exception in LA. Nah, come on. <laughs> he's, he's not Kanye, bro. <laughs> he's not that unpredictable. <laughs> I feel like he's the type too, though, because I don't know what he's thinking half the time. So I think the one thing with Kyrie is that I think I think money is like, he, he, he goes where the money goes, I feel like. I think that goes for most players. But then again, you don't know what's going on up there sometimes. So. Yeah, you don't. I mean, but you players know. these days, I mean, if anything, it's money's the, yeah. they'll sign that contract wealth. and then they'll ask for the trade. <laughs> <laughs> Bradley Beal, for example. Yeah, Bradley Beal. Yeah, exactly. But no, I can, I can definitely see where you're coming from. I just think that considering they did not have any playoff success at all, like they didn't even make the play-in play tournament, I think mm-hmm. there's a chance that he doesn't want to stay in Dallas. Yeah, there, there is that side of it too, yeah. Yeah. Just for him wanting to be a winner, but it's just the money, man. Like, the money dogs. The money speaks. Next one on my list, James Harden, 76ers. I think he's staying. Wow, that one's more surprising than Kyrie, in my opinion. If he goes to Houston, what type of... Rock, locker room influence is going to be there. I mean, and, just like they go on a strip club every night, man. Oh like, my god, holy <laughs> shit! <laughs> not a great fit. Not a great fit. And I think if he really does want to win, he's he's nearing the end of his prime. He probably is out of his prime already. But if James Harden still wants a good chance at the championship. Stick with Philly. Stick with Embiid. I think he will give you the best chance at it. And um, considering what I have in terms of uh, what. 76ers will be acquiring this free agency there might be a chance they they have a good shot this mm, that, yeah that's fair enough I mean I thought just going to Houston like it's not even just a fit for him like it's just where he wants to be you know that's where his heart is like he's been there for so long he has such a great relationship with the ownership there 
maybe i mean who knows he could be the kind of like the mentor to, to some of those young girls I mean, they have a lot of young girls on their team that could end up being really talented players like kpj now they have Eamon thompson Jalen Green, like, these are three guys that, I mean, having Harden as their leader, and we've seen, like, people like to clown on Harden for being kind of, like, a goofy guy, but when it comes down to being a leader, we've seen him in the offseason. He's a great leader. Like, yeah, he, he, is. he loves to help the young guys out. We've seen him with Scotty Barnes in the past. Like, yeah. he's a he's a great like a great leader. So, I mean, why not, like, bring him in, help him mentor those young guys. He can still be the number one guy, but just lead by example. So, but, is he coming off the bench, or is he starting? I mean, he's, he's leading by example. He's starting for sure. Starting for sure, okay. Yeah. But right, I can okay. see the other side too. Like, Philly, I mean, is safe. Like, he is still a contender there. Him and Abita have this chemistry built already. Maybe run it back for one more year. Why not? But. And think, new, head, new head coach. Like, yeah. Who knows? I think the maybe Doc might have been the issue. Yeah. Yeah, it might have been Doc all along, right? So I think I think he should stick with Philly. Maybe sign a one, two year deal type of, like the, type of thing. You know, get okay. more flexibility there. I guess get yeah. as much money from there, like maybe fifty million a year, because that's what he's probably gonna want. Yeah. And then if it doesn't work out in two years, then leave for Houston. Mm, that's actually fair enough. I actually yeah. like that idea much better. Because Le- LeBron's been doing that for years, and KD <laughs> for years too. So I think True. Harden, Harden might want to do that with Seventy Sixers too. Hmm. Okay. Yours. For me, I mean the obvious one, John Brown. He's restricted, but I mean he's probably he really. It seemed like he really wanted to go. And in my opinion, if if he didn't make All NBA, he was gone. But now that he make All NBA, he's probably has to resign. I mean, that contract is way too big. What do you think? Uh, Jalen Brown is definitely an interesting one, considering he's not a free agent yet. He just mm. eligible for the extension. Right. But if they don't sign him to the supermax, uh, he's gone. He's gone. Yeah. gone. That's the only because, thing that's kind of keeping him with with Boston. Yeah, because of. The, like we said earlier, the money speaks and Jalen Brown doesn't want to be confined to be like, oh, Tatum's little brother or something, although he is older. But uh, <laughs> t- he wants to be treated with respect and he's made an all-NBA team signifying he's one of the best players in the league. And I know that. I, lo- I love Jalen Brown. Mm. But if he doesn't get that offer, if he doesn't get to sign that extension, he is gone. He is leaving Boston. I don't know where yet. I think Houston might be an interesting fit. Yeah. But a lot of people have been saying that. I would just love to see him come to Toronto. But uh, that's probably not happening. <laughs> I wish, man. I wish. But yeah, it seems like there was the relationship between him and the front office and the players there. Like, it seems shot. Even though, like... Very rocky. Yeah, I mean, he seems like he hates the fans. Like, that, that's probably <laughs> the worst thing you could want from your players. And they hate the fans. But, yeah, if the Supermax is there, he's definitely going to sign it. If not, he's gone for sure. Yeah. Uh, my next one, I think Draymond's staying with the Warriors. Yeah, yeah, for sure. It's all talk. All talk, no bite. <laughs> <laughs> he just wants to milk the last out of <laughs> the Warriors' pockets. Just to yeah. milk whatever's got left. And then once that is over with, he can just be like, I, I'm out. So, mm. I think Draymond staying, and plus he has an established role there, and that chemistry you have with Clay and Steph. Where else are you going to build that in the next three years for him? Like that's your yeah. window, that's your final time of um, contention. If you go with LeBron, you're gonna you're gonna need a build, you're gonna need time, and then who knows? Maybe all that like blazing him throughout the last few years, 
it's not gonna work out when he's your teammate. So I don't yeah. think I don't think going to the war uh, to the Lakers is ideal. I think sticking with Golden State and trying to chase one more ring with Chris Paul now too, mm-hmm. and maybe Iguodala comes back. Who knows? <laughs> oh, okay. But Draymond Green sticking with words. Yeah, and that that was actually the last thing on, on my list too. I had Draymond as well. I think that yeah, I mean his role on other teams like he's so old at at this point where if he does go on the other team like you don't know if he'll have the same impact. And I think he's one of those guys that you always wonder, like him and Clay, both like you wonder, like if he's on a different team, like what would their fit be? Like how would their play style change? Because it's been so different with the Warriors. But, and yeah, just sign a three-year deal, try to end your contract with Curry and maybe that'll be their last dance, you know? After yeah. those three years, it might be their last dance. Maybe maybe afterwards, go where you want to go, you know? Like, yeah, go to Tony China. <laughs> pull yeah. Tony Parker. <laughs> yeah, the one year in Charlotte just fucking Charlotte. ruined it. Dude. That was the weirdest thing I've ever seen. I don't know why but... he did that, dude. He could have ended it with the Spurs, but why does he play with Batum? <laughs> yeah, he went to play Batum. That's what he French said. Man, he like, that was my dream this whole time. Not to win championships, but to play with Batum. No, I wanted to play with Nicholas Batum. Oh my god, he was overpaid too. That <laughs> fucking Batum. Oh my god, that I have a few more, but these are more just like low key ones. I think Yaka Pertle staying with the Raptors. Um, they didn't trade him just. For half a season, they're gonna keep him maybe fifteen to twenty mil plus a year. He's gonna be the starting center for the future, yeah. For probably, and he's still relatively young, just entering his prime. And maybe, maybe who knows? He'll develop a three point shot. Ooh, I wish. Uh, Cam Johnson staying with the Nets, restricted free agency. They have no one, so he's bound to stay for sure. Uh, PJ Washington staying with Hornets. Uh, I don't see him going anywhere else. Restricted as well. Uh, Herb Jones. Sticking with the Pelicans. Makes sense. Um, yeah. He is such a great young guy for them. And there's no reason for him to move elsewhere. And Kenyon Martin, I think he's still restricted. I think the Houston Rockets would be stupid to let him go. So uh, that's what I got. I think just think with Kenyon Martin, like, it just seems like there might be a, some fit issues. I mean, with them having Jabari Smith there, yep. his role has greatly decreased. Like, he's seen a lot less minutes than he has in, in the past. Definitely the decrease, yeah. But... Again, you sign him and then flip him later. Like, <laughs> nah, yeah, that's that's your thing, actually. Yeah, you're right, man. Just flip him later, bro. <laughs> flip him later. That's, that's always been my thing. But yeah, those are some guys I think will be staying with their team. Mm. And uh, looking forward to not hearing any changes from them because I don't like change like that. <laughs> oh, damn, okay. <laughs> but what I do like is change among the next list of players we will announce here. Okay. Yeah, you can start this one off. Okay, I mean, what position do you want to start off with, though? All right, so I did mine a little differently, considering the whole situation we had. <laughs> but um, let's start with the point guard. Let's start with the point guard, because um, I think this position is desperately needed throughout the league. Yeah. And we're going to see why in a few seconds. Right, and for me, actually, I was looking through the list. I thought this might have been the the least deep. Of all the positions for free agents, it seems like the point guards kind of didn't have the the greatest depth. But I start with Javon Carter. I think Javon Carter is a really interesting free agent to have. He's a good shooter on decent volume, four attempts. He shot forty two percent. I mean that's that's interesting because he wasn't a great shooter in the past. Like he, he we've seen flashes, but him the last few years in Milwaukee he has been a pretty decent shooter. Ability to run secondary pick and roll alongside Drew Holiday. Like it's it's a really inter- important skill for point guards to be able to run pick and roll and. Sometimes when you need to have play two guards, it's difficult because one guard will be more dominant. He can be the guy that'll slide back and play kind of that secondary role. Good shot creation, great defender. I mean, 
he has some playoff struggles, but I think he's a winning kind of player. Like you would want on your team to play maybe twenty to twenty five minutes. So I think Javon Carter definitely has like some interesting suitors for a free agency. Who do you think he would head off to? I think he'll probably have to stay in Milwaukee. Oh. But the for all these guards, I I have to say, man, like the Lakers seem like the most interesting destination for all these guys. <laughs> um, just to play off my ear right now. Uh, what I did was I listed what I think were the top thirty interesting free agents. Oh, okay. And I threw one to each team in terms of fit and need. Wow. We should have done that, I, Ryan. Why did uh, you tell me? <laughs> because uh, I did this last night when uh, one of our uh, guests couldn't make it. Oh, so, okay. Yeah, I said, fuck it. And I just decided to switch it up a little bit. But um, it'd be interesting to see like both our perspectives through this. So you have a team for each of these guys. I have a t- I have thirty top. So that means like some of the I don't have Javon Carter at all. That means mm. you had you at least had something for him. I did not. I included the top thirty guys. I think were the best or might from each position as well. They're like six point guards, maybe four power forwards. Like it was a range. Okay. But yeah, I I'll explain as we go. <laughs> right. I just had an overview, like an overview on, on these guys, like yeah. why I think they'll be good. But yeah, Definitely. okay, that's yeah. interesting. Yeah, so um, if we start with point guards, I think the most interesting one that I have is Russell Westbrook. Mm-hmm. I talked about this with you on Sunday when we were playing ball. I think to the Phoenix Suns, considering they don't have Chris Paul anymore. And uh, if they do win a ring, Russell Westbrook and KD, and if they sign Serge Ibaka, who knows? Like, oh my that... god, Ibaka, come on. <laughs> they don't bring Ibaka back. He's a role that... player. A screen satire. <laughs> In the Mafuzi chef, like, <laughs> <laughs> I think Westbrook, uh, finally winning a ring with KD can crush all of those narratives mm. and uh, have a nice ending to it. Like, we never get that in the NBA. We rarely get something nice like this now. But it would be really nice to see if Westbrook does go to the Suns. I'm rooting for them. Yeah, but, for sure. Yeah, and I would. Lo- I would just love to see them play together one more time. Have one more run at a chip and if they win it's 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 nice you know yeah and if it can't be any worse i mean they have three stars like westbrook can be that big energy guy off the bench so yeah i, I yeah, think exactly. him to phoenix would be a really interesting kind of look for them yeah so that's who i think phoenix should sign so if we were to base it off of what i did mm. once phoenix is crossed out we can't no send phoenix. anymore i can't no more no he has they get no more big free agents okay they can have maybe right. like low-key guys like derrick rose yeah, I mean, I had Wesley like, Matthews, right? But that's, that's hilarious. Fun. I had Derrick Rose as as my number two for me. <laughs> but, <laughs> listen, Derrick Rose, he's not washed. Okay, he's not washed. He's definitely and, not washed. Just injured. Yeah, he's just injured. I'm still holding on to his one year in Detroit with him and Blake Griffin. He averaged Same. 18 points per game. He was really impressive. I mean, he he maybe he's definitely not as explosive as he was in Chicago, but any contender should be having a look at him. I mean, seriously, like Derrick Rose can be your someone off the bench playing 20, 25 minutes, provide instant value, decent hey, mid-range game. Chicago? Oh, I, I mean, maybe. I mean, him, him and DeRozan. They need good. a point guard. They need a point guard. They have Pat Bev. He's the GOAT. I don't know about <laughs> that. But, I mean, for any contender, he's a cheap option. Even Phoenix, like you said, like he can sign there. Like He kind of understands that he's not what he was in the past, and I think he's kind of underrating who he is as a player. Like mm-hmm. he's signing a lot of small contracts where I think that he could probably sign the contract over ten million easily, or fi- probably know. actually, yeah, J- just Derrick to Rose. be a, a starting point guard. But 
if you can get him for cheap, any of the contenders like like Milwaukee, L.A., Phoenix, if you can get him and you can have him as maybe not your starting, but like first guy off the bench, it definitely would help any of those contenders. Definitely, I think Milwaukee is a very interesting choice considering um, Giannis already has a ring, and maybe D-Rose might want to not build off of that, but like be a uh, be part of something special in Milwaukee because I like the Bucks, I really do. And seeing one of my favorite players uh, pair up with one of the most dominant players right now, that would be really cool. But I can see him going to any contending team for sure. Not anywhere like Orlando. Yeah, he's not going to no bum team. <laughs> and then imagine not. he goes to like Houston. Bro, I'll be done, <laughs> I'm done watching that, dude. I would cry. I would cry for sure. <laughs> um, for Bulls, there wasn't a perfect fit in my opinion. Okay. They need a point guard sorely. And we talked about how Rose potentially could go back. Hmm. I think, considering what they have, their best bet is D'Angelo Russell. Ooh, how will the money work there? The money is not very nice right now there. <laughs> but Vucevic is coming off the books. Um, and I have him going elsewhere. And I'll let hmm. you know in a bit. Okay. I think um, when he played alongside LeBron, he was able to... Well, aside from the playoffs. Yeah. Regular season, yeah. Regular season, I think he did a really good job at setting up his teammates. I yeah. think he, he was a great catch-and-shoot threat when uh, he, he didn't have the ball in his hands. Right. And um, that team is just full of, like, solid rotation or, like, pieces that you want on a good team. Like, you still have DeMar DeRozan, who is a great playmaker now. Yeah. Like, who knows? Maybe slide him up to the one. We'll see how <laughs> things go there. But I think you have DeMar DeRozan, you have D'Angelo Russell, and Zach Levine. Not the greatest defensive quote-unquote big three, but uh, definitely some team that can make a shot at maybe a fifth or sixth seed. That's an interesting one. D'Lo to yeah. the Bulls, I think. And Lonzo's, Lonzo's out. Oh, Lonzo's man. Out sure. Don't even bring yeah. up Lonzo, man. Oh, my so, God. So they, they, they need a point guard. They need a point guard for They real. do, they do, but I think defensively, it really is the issue. Like, some, yeah. I think obviously is a great reason to sign him. Like he can be so complimentary to those guys, but just defensively, man, they have their two stars they will as die, the shittiest bro. defenders. Yeah, maybe they'll just go full offense like Houston. Like maybe they'll <laughs> just do that. Bro, your your thing is just Houston all the day. <laughs> I know. I always keep bringing up Houston, dude. Why am I so obsessed with Houston? <laughs> but for me, oh, yeah. my my third guard that I had, it's surprising because I had a bunch of just low key guys that I think that can contribute. Mm-hmm. I had Dennis Smith Jr. as my third. Dennis guy. I was thinking I wanted to include him, but I was like, Austin's probably going to talk about him already. Yeah, like I have these grimy players here. No, listen, he, his stats may not show, but he had a big bounce back year in Charlotte. Charlotte Huge yeah. energy, became one of the best on ball defenders in the league. Great Explosive athlete. Pickup. Yeah, fantasy pickup, of course. Great fantasy pickup. I think just just to say just to put it in like one sentence, like he's just a jump shot away from being a, a Bruce Brown kind of player. Like seriously, mm. he could really help a contender come off the bench and provide that spark. He's such an energy guy. I mean, seriously, he comes off the, he comes in the game and just goes off. So I think any contender that can pick him up, maybe not even playing twenty minutes, like just just somewhere near like eighteen minutes a game, he can provide value. And he's gonna be super cheap. I'm assuming like great defender. No, I mean, listen, he, he could shoot here and there, but offensively he is kind of limited. Just an explosive athlete that can play amazing defense. Like, just pick him up. Why not? A contender could really use a player like that. I think, speaking of, like, a team that needs a backup point guard, I think a great fit for him. I don't have him listed. Atlanta. Oh, Atlanta. 
They like, have they, a liability yeah. in Trey Young at the one in mm. defense. So if he's not playing, and DeJounte Murray's pretty much playing the two now. So you put yeah. him in, you sub him in when Trey Young's not the ideal matchup. We've seen this with Chris Dunn, actually. Yeah, they exactly. Had, they had Chris, yeah, this, uh, this could definitely be a Chris Dunn 2.0. Yeah, I think that would, that would be really cool. That's see, interesting. Uh, Dennis Smith in, in the, with the Hawks. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I, I'm not. I can see. I also see him because he's just resigning in Charlotte. Yeah. Yeah. Like, definitely. Like backing up Lamelo doesn't hurt. Maybe he would want starting or more minutes. Maybe not to start, but like just more minutes. Mm-hmm. But it's just pretty safe for him in Charlotte. Like he's already built that culture there. But yeah, I, I definitely like your suggestion. Yeah, I got a few more to list off because yeah, I want to get to the next positions. Irving to the Lakers, like we said earlier. Oh, okay. <laughs> Mid-level exception. Might sign that. I don't know. Okay, okay. Van Vliet to the Rockets. Don't think he's staying. <laughs> to the don't Rockets? To the Rockets. But he has that good leadership, though. He's a good vet there. Okay, okay. I, I, think, he, I think he'd I think he be a good fit. And a lot, there's a lot of rumors surrounding his mutual interest right now. Okay, that's fair enough. Uh, Patrick Beverly to the Hawks. That's who I had going to Atlanta. Because that dog, right? Yeah. So... Uh, Dennis Schroeder, Clippers. They need a point guard right now. Yeah, they were they, chasing. They were chasing Chris Paul. Russell Westbrook signing them would probably be the most ideal thing, considering he already has chemistry with Kawhi and Paul George. Mm-hmm. But Schroeder to the Clippers, he can still distribute the ball and score if needed, considering he'll be like the third or fourth option off, the, right. off that rotation, right? And um, I think the Spurs also still need a point guard, considering um. They can still resign Trey Jones, but if they want a more like uh, none of these guys have been to the playoffs or have vast experience there, right? Get Gabe Vincent. Oh, Gabe, yeah. I think he's he's Spurs culture type of guy, mm. and what if he develops into someone that can play really well alongside Wemby? I think he would really benefit from having that. Yeah, I think the Spurs they can have multiple shots to to just sign a decent point guard because I think that's the most important thing that Wemby might need. So yeah, I think I, sh- cool. I think Shooter and Vincent are two guys that I really like there. Yeah, I think Gabe Vincent is a much more Spurs type of guy than Shooter. Though. I can see it. I can see yeah. it. Let's move on to the shooting guards. So you want me to start this? Okay. Yeah. My number one, Nikhil Alexander Walker. I I pretty much glazed this guy so much, but him this playoffs has intrigued me a lot as a big three and D player. I mean, in the Pelicans, he was supposed to be kind of this scorer uh, off the bench, but that just didn't pan out. He kind of bounced around a bit. Coming into the season, like we still didn't see that much of him, but he's improved his jump shooting a lot. And I think next season he can easily play like 20-plus minutes easily. He's flying under the radar with a lot of those strong shooting guards. But I think Nikhil Alexander-Walker does have a place in this league. We've seen it in the playoffs. And he's only turning 25. He has so much potential for the future. So I think he might be someone really interesting to kind of take a shot on. Like either a contender or even like one of these teams that just maybe need guards. Like even the Spurs could take a shot at him. Definitely seems like a Spurs type of guard. <laughs> everyone, is anyone, cool, bro. anyone low key is a Spurs type. Yeah, of guard. anyone like, low that's key. Just, yeah. That's just it. Like LeBron, I don't know, but LeBron. <laughs> <laughs> I think uh, NAW is like really intriguing fit nah. uh, with anyone. Nah, yeah. <laughs> but uh, I'm not too sure where he would be the best fit right now, though. Maybe back to New Orleans. <laughs> I think Minnesota is actually a great fit for him. Like Minnesota is actually a pretty good fit. When he he was there, right? He, yeah, that's where yeah, he, he was. Yeah. yeah, he was actually a pretty good fit off the bench too. So uh, I think that that'd be interesting to for him to stay. Yeah, I mean, if they had like an actual point guard, him being the two, I would not mind that for him to play the two minutes. Like, mm-hmm. if I could see him playing even thirty plus minutes, be a starter for that team if they just had a sh- a point guard. 
move Anthony Edwards. Yeah, move but Anthony. if anything, Mike. Con- yeah, yeah, that's Mike Conley's playing the one for sure. Oh yeah, or no. Anthony Edwards can play the three. Put Akil Alexander Walker to Why did I forget about Mike Conley? I thought he was on the Jazz still. No, Mike Conley is. Oh, that team is perfect. Goal. If they just fix up that front court, they're good. Honestly, they got to trade Cat if I'm being. If I'm no, being I think they should trade. No, that's the topic for next time, but I think Cat's gone. Do you know what's that? Okay, I don't know how much time do we have, but I actually had this written down. I wanted to ask you if you knew, or this is a little bit of trivia. Yeah. So, Cat did sign this, this big contract a few years ago. So I want to ask you, how much money will Cat make in the 2027-2028 season? 27-28, so that's like three years from now? Yeah. Three, wow. four years now? Like almost Is this the first years. season? It's like entering the first year of his contract right now, I think. Yeah. Yeah. So this is going to be like the last, like this is the big one. It's the last year. The player okay, so option. Assuming, assuming he signed a $200 million contract for mm. five years. That's mm. around forty million, but that's only the average. So if we start off around like thirty million and we make our way up, mm-hmm. oh my, you're actually gonna do this? I'm gonna say within the fifty-five to sixty-five million dollar range. Damn, Ryan, you are pretty much spot on. He's he's gonna make sixty-one million dollars that yeah. year. Yeah. Wow, look at you, Ryan. Yeah. Oh my goodness, right. <laughs> Big math. And just one more question. In terms yep. of average annual value, where do you think Cat is going to rank amongst the whole league? By that point? Mm. Or right now? Right now. Right now? Not a top... Not well, I guess top with, with that contract. With that contract. With that contract? Yeah. Ooh. Because, what, he's 28 right now? 20, 27, 28 right now? Yeah, he's getting old. Damn, that's old, old. Um, I'm gonna say he's top seventeen. Top seventeen. Top seventeen. He by that point in his career, he's probably a stretch big, but he's no longer an all star. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. Because Ryan, by now he's third in the league in terms of all contracts that are signed right now. He's third. Yeah. And do you, you want to try to name the two guys that are in front of him? Jokic? No. No, no. Jokic just hasn't... I'll give you two more guesses. I'll give you two more guesses. These are big men, right? No. Or just any players? Any players. Any players. Steph? No. Oh, damn. I thought I, thought I had that. I'm going to say Giannis <laughs> next then. <laughs> no, no. It's no, Damian Lillard and Devin Booker. So he's... Yeah. At this point, like with that contract signed, he's the he's gonna be paid the third most starting this year. Isn't that crazy? Wow. For some of that Booker... we're talking about having trade value, like ha- being a trade candidate. Damn. Damn, cat, you got they sort of fumbled, bro. Yeah, like, they <laughs> fumbled for sure. That contract's way too big, bro. That's a doozy, bro. Like <laughs> Yeah. They are fucked, know. man. They are fucked. So and they have fucked. no picks. Holy shit, man. Yeah, yeah. Thanks, Gobert. Yeah, <laughs> Danny Ainge. But Gobert's a, Gobert's a better fit on the Timberwolves than Cat, in my opinion. I agree. I agree. Yeah, we'll see. I think if they get to trade him, um, Minnesota will breathe finally. Like they'll 
But, and the other team is fucked. Like that's yeah, the thing. Other, the other team is fucked. It's just passing around bad contract now. <laughs> yeah. so it's really a race, bro. That's it is, bro. It is. it is. Like each team is like trying to be first on like the shittiest contracts. <laughs> it is what it is. All right, all right. Uh, let's rewind a little. Let's rewind okay, a little. Okay, all right, right shooting guards. Shooting guards. Uh, I think Karis Levert should go to the Hornets. Hmm. Why, why is that? Why yeah. is that? They need bench scoring, and uh, we've seen in Indiana, we've seen in Brooklyn that he can provide that a lot. When he's in Cleveland, he has good touches. He has great teammates, but he's not. He's not the guy, you know. And I feel like Karis LeVert wants more opportunities to to prove himself. If he goes to Charlotte, uh, he's probably not starting, but uh, he'll be the only option off the bench. So. Uh, He's going to be a six-man-of-the-year candidate if he goes to the Hornets. I guess. There, there's a lot of opportunity for him there, yeah, for sure. Yeah. I just feel like his offense has fallen off so much. Like He's well, more of just like a great He's not getting touches, right? I don't think he's not getting touches. That's the number I one mean, thing. You have Mitchell in front of you, Garland, mm-hmm. and then you also, like, Isaac Coral's not really doing anything there. Yeah. But uh, you have uh, Jared Allen catching all the lobs. Evan Mobley's <laughs> actually pretty crazy right now. And I don't know. I think... It's just he's just not getting touches he wants because of all the other guys ahead of him. That's pretty nice. Karis Levert, I think, if he goes to Charlotte, sixth man of the year. Maybe a big bounce back here, but he hasn't missing shots. But I hope to see him do a bit better. I mean, volume scorers got to miss shots, right? <laughs> true, true. That is true. Yeah. Mr. Jokic, he doesn't need to miss. He just can't. <laughs> he can't miss actually. Yeah, he, <laughs> he can't, can't miss. He That's just the throws shit. up bullshit and it goes in. <laughs> Uh, I think we might be running a little low on time. Do you want to yeah. list one more? Like maybe like two for each one. Yeah, like, sure, sure. Just one more shooting guard, yeah. Okay, so for me, I think Jordan Clarkson is, is interesting yeah. one for any contender. Average 20 points per game this year. Modern day, just a pure bucket getter. And any team he's at, especially with this NBA where defense is, on-ball defense isn't as important now, just with all like the helping and stuff and all those all the stats that you can play for all these bad defenders yeah. on your team. I think he's definitely worth to take a look at. I think for Jordan Clarkson, uh, he should go to the Raptors. Ooh, we need yeah. we need shot making. We need shot making, and considering what the guards were doing this past season, ugh, like <laughs> you bring in Jordan yeah. Clarkson, maybe we can get something going there. Okay, that's actually a great place to go. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I also got Bruce Brown going to the Cavs. Okay. Yeah. Great wing player there. Good we fit. talked. To, we talked about him a lot last podcast. Yeah, yeah, we definitely did. We know about Bruce Brown and his stuff. Austin Reeves going to the Jazz. He wants to make as much money as he can, and you surround that guy with young talent. Like he's that—he's that young talent. So uh, he is. Who knows? He, is. he could. Uh, okay. Malik Beasley to the Magic. I don't think that's nothing too, yeah, that's, too that's, special. But they need wing players, right? And he can provide that—that—that uh, that, that veteran. Yeah. With Terrence Rosson, yeah, bring him in. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And Dante Divincenzo, I think going to the Pistons would be a nice fit. Uh, they have too many guards and big men with like Cade, Wiseman, Durin, Ivy. You bring in a wing like him, maybe they could do something with that. Mm. I mean, he's more of a two, but he could, he can slide to the three, I guess. He can slide to the three. Yeah, he's played that in Milwaukee. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, small forwards. Let's start with start you. Small forwards. Name. I'll just name one right now. Okay, Cam Reddish. I think Cam Reddish, near the tail tail end of his of his tenure in New York and this tenure right now in Portland, it's been encouraging. Like we've seen him. Being labeled as a bust, he still has great size. He still is a good shooter, 84% free throw shooter. Defensively, he's, he has a lot of potential. 
And he's only 24 next season. I mean, he's someone that you could definitely see break out for any other team. I just feel like he's just an opportunity away from being like a starting caliber wing. So I think I think Reddish is definitely interesting to look at. Probably not going to demand that much money. And if Portland does choose to rebuild, he can definitely be one of those guys that can kind of... That can be part of that, right? Yeah, be part of the yeah. rebuild. I think Cam Reddish is a great fit with a lot of different teams as a bench player. Because Cam Reddish, uh, when he first started in the league, he kind of demanded superstar touches, although he was he wasn't yeah, there yet. He right? wasn't there. Yeah. So, uh, I think he went to a, a very bad team. Let's say, Orlando. Oh, why am I shitting on Orlando so much? But, <laughs> but let's say he did go there. He would definitely be the number one or two option there, because considering he has the size, he has the skills. Number one, two option? No way, no way. Or like no he way. could be someone that could get those shots. He up. can get shots up. Like Wizards. Yeah. If he goes to the Wizards, then yeah. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. Keep forgetting about the the other the other mad most irrelevant team in the league, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I think that would be a cool fit. I didn't have him listed. Mm. I think my most interesting one over here is Jay Crowder back to the Grizzlies. Oh my god. Jay <laughs> I think they need that veteran leadership. Although they have Mark Smart already, they need more of that. They do. And you bring that you bring him in and I think and Brooks is gone. There won't be that much beef anymore. So mm. <laughs> That's a good uh, Yeah. Do you want me to list everyone else? Yeah, sure. Go ahead. I just had Ubre and Toscano Anderson for, for me. Ubre, yeah. I have Ubre to the Bucks. Oh, I like they that. Need, they need scoring on the wing, right? They so do, I yeah. think that'd be a great. That was my reason. Yeah. Kuzma to the Heat. Because Butler, Bam, and Hero. You bring in Kuzma. Oh, Finals round again. They are. Yeah. Uh, Brooks to the Kings. Dylan Brooks with the Kings. They, they were 24th in defense last year. So you bring in an elite defender there on the wing, that can that can make a lot of noise actually. I like that. Tory Craig, Knicks, they need three point shooting. And Joe Ingles, Celtics. I think he just looks like a Celtic. So uh, <laughs> they need shooting as what? well. <laughs> That's the... okay. <laughs> but I think uh, Celtics need a lot of shooting, and because they shot really poorly in the playoffs, so uh, he could bring that. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Power forwards, go ahead. Powerfords, I had O'Shea Brissett as one of my guys. Yeah, his, I, I his role has fallen off recently, but I mean, I just feel like he just lost his role to like other players. It seems like mm-hmm. he's still. I mean, he's a gr- amazing teammate. That's the one thing that I really want to punctuate with him is he's an amazing teammate, great locker room guy. People love to play with him. Impressive athlete, great energy. Has shown that he can shoot in the past. He shot forty two percent in twenty twenty one. So I feel like, I mean, listen, I mean, he is a he is only twenty five. Yeah, but. If any team could get him as like a backup four, maybe a backup three-ish, maybe San like Antonio? San Antonio, <laughs> like why not? Like bring someone like that in. Like it doesn't, yeah. it doesn't hurt. He's a great guy. So yeah, I think yeah, I like for him sure. for yeah. sure. Um, for me, I have, I'll just I'll just list what I got. Yeah, Jeremy Grant to the Pacers. I think with his impact and pairing him with Tyrese Halliburton, I think that'd be really cool. That would be interesting. Yeah, and they could actually be a playoff team if they if that happens because. Uh, yeah. Tyrese Groves, uh, Buddy's still there. Uh, you Turner. have Miles Turner. Turner's still there, and Jeremy Grant can. He's like not a superstar, but he's like someone who can like take it in. You seen that? In, you seen yeah, you seen right? and Detroit, you, Paul and Detroit. Yeah, exactly. yeah. I think Jeremy Grant to the Pacers, great fit. Uh, George Niang. This was a harder one for me to decide, but I think the Timber, Timberwolves. Um, if Gobert's not playing his best, you slide. Like, Cat to the five, and you bring Yang to stretch the floor, uh, or the other way around. If Cat's not shooting, you bring Yang. He was what 
sorry, he was one of the best three point shooters yeah. in that position last season. So I think mm-hmm. George Niang would be a great fit with the Timberwolves. Rehachimura, 76ers. Um, if Embiid and Harden choke, you've seen what <laughs> you see Rehachimura step up big time with the Lakers uh, in the postseason last year or like this past season. So um, I think if he goes to Philly, it'd be really cool. And Trey Lyles to the Warriors. Uh, they need a cheap backup big. Not saying he will be cheap, but if all the other big names are gone and Trey Lyles is still looking for a team, I think Golden State should pick him up. Uh, your next guy is Kevon Looney and then blank on the bench. Larry <laughs> blank, like no one. <laughs> you put Lyles there, I think that would be a um, proper fit. Yeah, okay. I agree with those, man. Yep. And then centers. Let's move on to that. Centers, the one I really want to talk about was Mars Leonard. And I'm still reminiscing Ooh. about, uh, listen, I mean, the Portland days? that one <laughs> game in Portland, game four, I forgot what playoffs it was, 30 points, 12 rebounds, three assists, five three-pointers. He carried them to a win. I can't get over that. But all in all, I mean, he still is, like, one of the best shooting big men in the league right now. Yeah. He's still a big body, still a good rebounder, still a good teammate. I mean, why not? If Kevin Love is getting minutes in the playoffs. Myers Why Langer, not Leonard, like, right? Yeah, exactly. He's still on. I mean, he's got he's on blackball by the NBA. I feel like, but he's still a decent player. I mean, a great backup big. Like he he can kind of play kind of that plumly role as a backup big. Mm, so yeah, like that. it doesn't hurt to kind of bring him in to just be a body behind your your first big. I think uh, a viable destination for him would be Brooklyn. Behind Claxton. Behind Claxton, because he fills all the. Sp- all the slots that Claxton doesn't fill, and they they complement each other really nicely. Like they're playing small, yeah. you played Leonard. If you're playing big, like Claxton, right? Yeah, Claxton can move his feet. Myers can. Like it's it's interesting. You can have a lot and of Claxton can shoot. Myers can. Like Myers it's can, just, yeah, it just works out nicely that way. I cannot think of Myers Leonard, but that's it. It's <laughs> <laughs> my boy. My final centers, Brooke Lopez. I think he's leaving Milwaukee, going to the Trailblazers. They do need help on the defense. They do need help on the defense. He's going to take over if, Nurkic's spot. If you move Nurkic and you get maybe a few young, solid uh, role players around Dame, I think they can actually <laughs> maybe compete yeah. this, this year yeah. around. Even just replace uh, Nurkic with Lopez, and that could just do it. Honestly. Yeah, exactly. That's exactly what I'm saying. Because he was a defensive player of the year candidate this past season. So, yeah, uh, all NBA candidate for anything. Exactly. Right? And... Dame needs the defense. Portland needs the defense. Why not bring someone in that can guard the perimeter and the paint? That'd be that'd be. And three, he can hit threes. Yeah, and the threes the most important part. Yeah. yeah. Even though Nurkic has started to hit threes, but like it's a bit too late. Like we need someone it's, established. You need someone who is the three point guard. Yeah, from, exactly. Three point guard from the five. From the five. I think Brook Lopez is a good fit in Portland. Hmm. Uh, this one might surprise you. Vucevic to the Thunder. Needs to be Al Horford again for the like. Here's has, the thing. They the were 25th in rebounding last year. And okay. Vucevic grabbed like 11 or 12 rebounds a game. Mm. And if you... You're not going to rely on what? Chet Holmgren? Like skinny-ass Chet Holmgren. Jeremiah Robinson Earl. These guys... They're, even though they're still on the roster, they still are very bad in terms of rebounding. You grab uh, Vucevic there, and he can probably get you a lot more boards, a lot more possessions, and... If they aren't a competing team, flip him. You can yeah, get a lot we, of good value for him. We've seen the 
I said I already said this already, but like we've seen them do with Al Horford in the past, where they brought him in. He was a great veteran presence for Shea, played a, lo- a great alongside him, and he was playing really well. They flipped him, they flipped him for I think Kemba. Exactly. Yeah. So yeah, they did, and they, they waved Kemba after. But <laughs> yeah, I think they got. Um, uh, but yeah, I think got two for or one or two first round picks for that too. But like, yeah, you just mm-hmm. you just bring these guys in. Why not? It helps the young guys. If you want to compete, you can play with Vucevic on the floor. If you don't trade him, like it and doesn't they work. hurt. Oh yeah. It doesn't hurt, and they up their defense. They up their re- not defense, rebounding. Not defense. rebounding yeah, so that's what they need. Yeah, okay. I think Vucevic is a great pick for the great destination, or for the Thunder. But that's just what I think. No, uh, I really like this. Christian Wood to the yeah, Christian Wood to the Wizards. It's not this was my least clean fit, but they just need another big man to run alongside because Chris Apps is gone, mm. so just need another big man to run yeah. alongside Jordan Poole. It's kind of just like, eh, it's whatever type of <laughs> type of time. Yeah, like just point. bring him in. Like uh, he's a good player that is just kind of falling up if, by the wayside. If he works, yeah. If he works and they win games, great. If they don't, flip him. <laughs> that's just that's my favorite saying now. Flip him. <laughs> flip him, dude. <laughs> it'll work. It'll work. Yeah. That's, it'll work. Yeah. Mason Plumlee to the Mavs. Uh, they did get um Rashawn Holmes, but I think Rashawn Holmes, while he can be a starting center, Mason Plumlee is much more. As that, so and he's he's really underrated. Like, I'd rather have Plumlee as a Mason starting center ahead of not, Holmes. Yeah, so you can bring that that way. Uh, Dallas has two quality centers now instead of none. So bring Mason Plumlee in, Mavs get their center, and um, uh, yeah, they're much more um packing on that instead of being thin. Whoa, pause, Ryan. Whoa, whoa, <laughs> packing instead of being thin. Whoa, but no, I agree. I agree. Yeah, uh, Plumlee's a really interesting but, one. Yeah. And I think the last yeah. one I mentioned was Robin Lopez. Just another body you can Robin have on the floor. Yeah, he is. He's kind of stuck behind the Cleveland front court right now. But he also someone that I can see being kind of a Plumlee type. He's a big body. Like, he's someone that can defend big, the post. He has nah, some... the hair, bro. It's the hair. Yeah, it's the hair. That, that's it's what provides him all the mass, dude. Good passer. Like, he, he's someone that you can have off the bench and compliment all these. Like, usually the bench guys are scorers and, like, guys that are, have some liabilities. He can kind of be the guy that can just facilitate for those guys, like, be a passer. So, I think Lopez is interesting for some of these younger teams. And even if he doesn't play, Robin can be just the better presence. He's been True, on yeah. so many teams. He's played with so many different players. Like, he knows how to match personalities. The only thing yeah. he doesn't get along with is mascots. But, yeah, like, who cares about those? Who right? cares about them? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Uh, let me just finish this up. Dwight Powell to the Pelicans. They need a big body uh, when Valanciunas sits. So um, I think he would be a, a really interesting backup center there. Okay. The only reason why I didn't have him going back to the Mavs is just because getting Rashawn Holmes might uh, unmotivate him to be like their next starter or their center. I can see that. So that's my only reasoning behind it. But I think Powell to the Pelicans would be a great, great fit there. Thomas Bryant's the Nets. Um, he's a he's a he's a big that can shoot, and like we said earlier with Myers Leonard, um, they complement each other skill set wise. But I honestly like the Myers Leonard <laughs> fit better than <laughs> than what I have here. But I think Thomas Bryant could still fit if if he doesn't go there. Yeah. And finally, the Nuggets need rim protection, and the other big name on this list is Andre Drummond. So um, bring him in, like. That it didn't work with Embiid, but Jokic already won a championship. Maybe Drummond wants to ring chase too. 
Hey, maybe, and he'll play less minutes too. Like he's only playing a few minutes. Yeah, he so. doesn't. He doesn't need to play a thirty minutes game. He just needs to play like two. Yeah, literally, <laughs> he can provide value. Yeah, but those are who I have for this upcoming free agency. Those are some interesting names that you pulled out, honestly. I think you had it a lot more underrated and nice names. Than <laughs> I, I like had. garbage players that might not even get contracts, bro. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think these were just guys. I think. Um, made the most sense for each team. So I yeah. just decided, to, yeah, let's go with them. Okay. That, that was actually a really interesting conversation because we both had different dynamics, but I like the way you went with that, yeah. Yeah. I think uh, the power forward was definitely the most thin. Uh, I, I wrote Baisley as one of my guys. Like, that's how thin <laughs> it was. Baisley doesn't even touch the chorus, so yeah. Here he is, Baisley, going that's through my the boy, though. <laughs> Going probably to Brooklyn there. Probably. To nah, San Antonio. Oh, yeah, San Antonio, San Antonio. San Antonio yeah. Or banish him to Washington, even. Orlando. <laughs> oh, hell no, dude. Nah. But yeah, I think um, this is definitely my most favorite time of the year. And um, always thinking of destinations. I love doing this. And um, if they don't find these places, that means they fucked up. Cause, yeah, uh, they fucked up, I, yeah. I think of the most ideal situation. I'm not saying I'm a god or anything, but... I mean, <laughs> pretty much, you know what I'm saying? Like, you know that and I'll be all, so... If they don't I, sign here, they're fucked. I think these are the most ideal spots on paper because mm. they provide what each team needs and they complement each other. Right. Yeah. I all just right. wish the Derek Rose got more attention. That's all. <laughs> I know. I wish. I wish. But yeah, we have been pretty. We have been running a really late on time right now. But I'm, all I'm, right. I'm glad we got we got through it. Any last words, Ryan? Um, looking forward to free agency on Friday, and. Take it away, Austin. (laughs) All right. You listen to another episode of Carter Kings, and we'll see you in a few weeks.